In this episode, I'll help you become a thorn in the side of your regular opponents through increased aggression. Welcome to Smart Poker Study. I'm your host, Sky Matsuhashi. Thank you so much for spending some of your study time with me. Also, thanks for sharing the show because that is how we grow. If it's your first time here, bienvenido! And if you're back for more, welcome back, Jack. If you enjoyed this episode and you learn a little something that you can take to the felt, well, go ahead and tell a friend, share it with them, send them to the show notes, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod277. So today I'm going to share with you the main characteristics of tilt-inducing play that we should all strive for at the right time. I'll discuss a characteristic, then I'll dive into what we can do to build this into our game. Let's get right to it, Gambate! Hell yeah! Let's do this! Alright, so your regular opponents, those are the good players who probably use HUDs and they're often tight aggressive and maybe semi-loose aggressive players. They have expectations of you and how you currently play. And this may or may not already tick them off depending on the type of player you currently are. Now, one of the things that makes poker so profitable is capitalizing on the mistakes of others. So if we can do things to send them on tilt or make them just react in a way that benefits our style of play, then we've increased the chances that we'll be more profitable playing against them. The most likely play style that sends regular players on tilt is aggressive style, the loose aggressive variety. We all know that aggression is very important in poker. The best players, well, they're able to get in there and win more than their fair share of pots by utilizing well-timed aggression against susceptible folding opponents. But it's not just good bluffs that aggression helps you pull off. It's the tilt-inducing nature of aggressive play that can also reward you as a player. So let's figure out how we can be the aggressive, irksome, annoying, hateful player who sends their opponents on tilt. So I'm going to share with you the four characteristics of tilt-inducing play. We're going to hit these one at a time, and then I'll explain each of them. Now, each of these characteristics, I know that they've set me on tilt so many times in the past. So I'm definitely speaking here from experience of being the one that gets put on tilt against aggressive players. Uh, Whether my opponents know it or not, you know, they might not know what they're doing is causing me tilt or causing me to tilt. But it's working, right? Uh, So if this kind of stuff sets me off, I'm sure it sets off regular aggressive or regular players as well. So let's get to the first characteristic of tilt-inducing play, and that is unrestrained aggression. So I'm putting unrestrained aggression in quotes right here. Quote-unquote unrestrained aggression. Now, I say unrestrained because the best loose aggressive players, they make it seem like they're unrestrained and they're just doing aggression willy-nilly, right? It kind of looks like they're opening every pot for a raise with any two cards. Now, you know these kinds of players, their stats are like 45 slash 33, which means on average they play 45% of hands and 33% of the time they're coming in for a raise. Now, I know a lot of them are just using willy-nilly aggression, right? But some of them, you might not realize it, But some of those winning loose aggressive players, they use this excessive aggression to throw you off your game and they do it purposely and uh, in order to put you in uncomfortable spots. 
Now, nobody likes having every single big blind raised or being constantly three bet by the button hand after hand or even facing the three bet resale from the big blind every time they open in the cutoff. If you're not careful, you can let that unrestrained aggression start to tick you off and then you end up playing back at the loose aggressive player at what happens to be inopportune times. So how can we use unrestrained aggression at the table? First off, you want to find tables where there's a lot of folding. If the table, just as a whole, in general, is folding a lot against raises, 3-bets, c-bets, donk-bets, check-raises, then it's susceptible to that extra aggression. You always want to get a feel for how aggressive or passive or folding each table is in the first few orbits when you sit down. Aggressive plays work really well at non-aggressive tables. When you do find yourself at a non-aggressive table, it's time to start experimenting with unrestrained aggression and pressure your opponents into folding with lots of isolation raises, open raises, 3-bets, and c-bets. You also want to look for times when there are few aggressive players still to act when it's your turn to act. Now, you need to feel out the entire table. But aggressive strategies work well when the three players to your direct left are not aggressive themselves. These players, they either have position on you, or they're in the blinds when you're in the cutoff or the button. They can choose to use aggression on top of your aggression to push you out of pots. So they're like, they're watching you, they see you getting aggressive with two bets and three bets and C bets and stuff, right? So they end up three betting you and four betting you and check raising and bluff uh, uh, raising in position against your C bets as well. What you want are players who fold a lot or who are just very passive to your direct left. These players are more likely to get out of your way when you show that aggression. You also want to see folders to your right. So you're looking for players with a high folding HUD stat. There's quite a few of them actually, right? Uh, like raise and then fold to 3-bet, greater than 60% lovely. Raise and then fold to a 3-bet resteal, so you're in one of the blinds. Well, that's lovely if it's greater than 60% as well. If they have a limp and then fold a stat at greater than 60%, that's great. And a fold to C-bet stat greater than 50% is killer. The more often they fold, the more likely you can put them on tilt by aggressing against them. And even if they don't tilt, they'll be giving up on lots of pots by just folding. So the second characteristic of tilt-inducing play is the ability to take the initiative. So how many times have you said to yourself, I should open here because the blinds fold so much, but I only have 7-5 offsuit, so I'll just fold. Or maybe you've said, Damn it, he isolated that fish before it could get to me. Well, the best loose aggressive players, they see a good opportunity and they take it. They 3-bet squeeze in the big blind when the opener is probably weak and the caller's weak as well, right? They will iso-raise the fish who limps into the pot just to get heads up with them, thereby taking this opportunity away from everyone else at the table. And they bluff on those scary ace-high uh, turn cards because they know their opponent won't like seeing it. So they see a good play, and they act on it before someone else can. This ability to take the initiative comes with practice. So what you must do is watch the action, pay attention to the players at the table, and actively look for situations to exploit with aggression. And then, of course, you've got to pull the trigger on that aggression. 
And if you're uncomfortable doing it, but you think it's a really good spot, maybe you should drop down in stakes. If you're a 10 NL player, play at 5 NL. That's going to make it a little bit less costly to practice this aggression and taking the initiative. And make sure you're not watching Netflix as you play or using Skype or paying your phone bill online, right? If you do that, you're distracted and you're going to be missing tons of opportunities. The third characteristic of tilt-inducing play is the ability to adapt to changing situations. So, you know one thing that I know really sets me on tilt? It's when the aggressive players, they're just constantly getting in there, they're raising hand after hand, and I keep folding. Eventually, I get tired of it, I start to tilt, and I fight back, but I don't realize that they've made a change to their game plan, and now they're only being aggressive with solid hands. So, Suddenly, I find myself like all in on an ace-high flop. I have ace-jack suited. Maybe it's a three-bet pot, and my opponent has ace-king, right? Yeah, sure, he's aggressive, so he could have had worse. But he's adapted his play, and he's narrowed his ranges to account for my likelihood of tilting because I've just been folding so much. So that's how we've all got to be. You don't want to try and out-aggress the aggressive opponent, just like you don't want to try to out-knit the nitty opponent's. Poker's generally most profitable when you're doing the opposite of the players around you. So when you're at a folding and a passive table, increase your aggression to take down lots of pots. At aggressive tables, you should knit it up and play less pots but with stronger hands, thereby having a chance to double up against a spewtard, right? And we've all been that spewtard against aggressive players. That's when you want to, like, when you set somebody on tilt because you've been aggressive, when you see that spew coming, when you see them uh, start to change their ways and fight back against you, that's when you adapt, switch up, become a nitty player so that you have much stronger hands to battle against their now spewy type of play. So making these adaptations comes with a lot of practice. But again, It's your ability to pay attention to the table, to the moods of the players that helps you play adaptively. After the break, I'll hit you with the final characteristic of tilt-inducing play. Today's episode is brought to you by ThePokerForge.com. It's my one-of-a-kind poker training membership site. So each month is its own workshop where you learn important strategies and I give you action steps to put them to use on the felt. Here's something that Greg Thompson, a longtime member, said about the Forge recently, right? Uh, He sent me an email asking me uh, to potentially do a workshop on a specific topic. I told him that's already in the works. It's coming in May. And he was pretty excited. He said, awesome. Sounds great. Love the Poker Forge. You really have the best training site on the web. Thank you. Well, That's very nice, Greg. Thank you for that lovely comment. So if you're like Greg and you're serious about taking action to improve your skills, thepokerforge.com is for you. It's an absolute no-brainer. It is the place to be for serious poker players. So visit thepokerforge.com to join today. And a few quick shout-outs. Ernst Lay purchased Poker Tracker 4 through my affiliate link. He supported the show by going to smartpokerstudy.com slash pokertracker4. He checked out what Poker Tracker 4 has to offer, which for my money is the best poker tracking software available out there. He saw the goods. He decided to purchase. He made the purchase. He sent me his receipt. And in thank you, in appreciation for his support, I sent him my smart HUD. So thank you once again, Ernest. 
And speaking of the smart HUD, two different players, Frank Carilla and Jeff Standage, both already had Poker Tracker 4, but they were missing the best HUD in the business. The HUD to help you exploit all other players at the table. The smart HUD. So they went to smartpokerstudy.com slash smart HUD and they picked it up. Thank you very much, Frank and Jeff, for that support. Alrighty, let's get back to it. The fourth and final characteristic of tilt-inducing play is to time down and piss him off. So, obviously, this isn't an aggressive poker-playing strategy. This is more of a, a, a passive-aggressive mental game strategy. In live games, you can talk all you want to annoy players, talk trash, take your sweet time, uh, just to get under their skin. You can do these things online as well, but it's really easy for players to ignore the chat. I mean, I myself, I have chat turned off. I never read, never look at the chat. People could be saying the meanest things in the world to me, and I'll never know, right? Well, what's a little bit more difficult to ignore is the time that it takes for you to act. So if you're a super loose, aggressive player, and you take a lot of time in between your actions, your opponents are going to notice this. If you notice a player, if they act quickly with every decision, they're probably playing just one or two tables. It pisses them off to no end when they have to wait constantly for you to use the aggression that they expect, right? They expect you to make a three bet. So you time down to wait five, six, seven seconds. Bam, here comes a three bet. They're going to go, damn it. I knew he was going to do that, right? Time down, wait seven seconds. Bam, here's a three quarter pot C bet. Damn it. I wanted to see a free turn. Right, You're going to tick off your opponent so much with the aggression coupled with your lovely timing down. Now, before the challenge, I want to give you just a real quick recap. Right, I gave you four ways to try and induce tilt in your opponents. Number one was unrestrained aggression. Number two, take the initiative. Number three, have an adaptive ability. Number four, time down to annoy. But I want to hear your thoughts on other positive EV ways to induce tilt. So please drop me a line via Twitter, at Smart Poker Study. So if you give me a positive EV way to induce tilt, I'm going to share it with the world in the next podcast episode. And of course, I'll give you credit. Challenge! Here's my challenge to you for this episode. Get out there, up that aggression, and induce some tilt. Drop down in stakes if you have to, but play just two tables at most and look for every good positive EV opportunity to pound on them with aggression. Don't just willy-nilly three-bet every hand or isolate every limper or open-raise every cutoff and button. Think about the benefits of getting aggressive in this spot right now, and if it appears like a positive EV play, make it. Have a plan for how your opponents might react to your play. If they re-raise you or call you, have an idea of what you're going to do in response. Or if they call, of course, on the next street, what are you planning on doing? Now it's your turn to take action and do something positive for your poker game. Oh, that's it now. Get out there and be somebody. Alrighty then, 
again. Your learning is not complete until you visit the show notes page at smartpokerstudy.com slash pod277. It's basically a transcript of today's episode, along with links to everything I discussed. And if you are down with taking action like Greg Thompson, and you want to improve your skills and your poker bankroll, you must become a member of thepokerforge.com. Every month in The Forge is dedicated to one specific theme in an effort to turn you into a poker master. So please go to thepokerforge.com to become a member today. My other podcast called Daily Poker Tips is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Just search and subscribe for a 30-second tip every day. If you can type or say the word smart poker study, you can find me on Alexa, YouTube, and Twitter. Until next time, take action on and off the felt to become the player you want to be.